Hey, welcome back. Episode 39, Breakdown Sports Process Preparation and Performance. JR, we've been gone about a year, one year, even maybe even a little bit more, but there's some people listening and uh, some people have been requesting when's the podcast coming back. So we found some time and here we are. JR, we're not going to go into what all has been happening because there's been a, there's been a lot of stuff going on, a lot of stuff. But uh, why don't you tell them who our guest is tonight? Yeah, I'm I'm super excited about this one. So uh, our guest, he is originally from the Sunshine State of Florida, and he attended North Fort Myers High School, and he's probably the third most famous person from North Fort Myers because they had a guy named Javon Curse and some dude that coaches the University of Colorado football team now. So no disrespect there. <laughs> and then uh, he went to Florida State and he did coach Duke. He did see uh, one of the wide rights in person, he told me. So I know that's uh, a little bit of a sore subject probably, along with Florida State not making the playoff. So uh, we were yeah. discussing that. And then he coached the Cypress Lake uh, and North Fort Myers, moved to Rifle, Colorado, uh, served as their running backs coach, I think, D coordinator, head coach for over a decade. And for the last three years, uh, he's been the AD uh, and head football coach here at Jefferson City High School. And he's got the unique challenge of having to put up with me every single day, which <laughs> Coach Duke would agree is, is a challenge sometimes, definitely in and of itself. But I am extremely glad and, and thankful that Damon Wells, who is fresh off a trip to the Class 4 State Final Four, has joined our podcast. So, Coach Wells, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm blessed. Thanks for being here, Coach. We really appreciate it. Great job this year. Congratulations on your success. Uh, we're going to ask you some questions. I'm going to be honest. I don't know what JR is going to ask, and he has no idea what I'm going to ask. But that smirk on his face tells me that some of it is going to just be a little bit weird. And that and that's OK. Uh, wherever it takes us, it takes us. Uh, is there anybody you would like to give a shout out to before we get started with the questions? There are so many people. Um, again, I, we talked a little bit before we came on here that there are really no original ideas. And um, everything I have has been because of the good graces of others. Um, uh uh, yeah, I, I think that it's appropriate that I give a shout out to Larry Marsh, uh, Matt Perkowski, um, every single person, Gary Joseph, Corky Rogers, may rest in peace, um, Greg from Sherwood. The, the, so many people have been so open and sharing. Um, we're just blessed. We're simply blessed. So, David, I'll start us off here. Uh, okay. Be a little more of a football specific question. Okay. You know, a lot of people say in the off season or soon as, you know, the season ends, the kids need to get stronger. They need to get faster. There's about a hundred other things, you know, that people kind of hang their hat on and say kids need to do to be able to play better. And you've been at this a very long time. And I'm just curious, what do you think kids need to do maybe the most or your top three to improve from one season to the next? I think you have to grow. That's a great question. Um, I, I think that perpetual growth is so incredibly important. I think the kids need to grow as much as the coaches do in in, in the off season. Um, 
I think getting stronger is obviously important, but I think the mindset about how you go about getting stronger is at least important as actually getting stronger. The tenacity and the the, the anger and the, the ugliness, to be honest with you, of the weight room um, has to be essential. We say all the time that I, I, I hope we have a program built upon contradictions. And when I say that it needs to be nasty and ugly and dirty in the weight room at the exact same time, it needs to be loving and close um, in the locker room. So I think that those are the two things. The juxtaposition has to exist between the weight room and the locker room. And then I think the third component would be how the coaches blend into all of that. That You can learn all the X's and O's you want in the offseason, but if you're not interested intimately tied into what your kids are doing in the weight room and in the locker room, none of the, none, none of the other stuff matters. I would agree. Unless you're going to be a lifelong learner and kids are going to understand and coaches are going to understand that you have to continue to learn because if you're not growing, you're dying. I mean, that's just, that's just what happens. It's coach absolutely Paul true that I, I, the longer I do this, the more and more I realize that I get farther away from knowing everything and thinking I have all the answers than I get closer to thinking that I have all the answers. And again, I've had, I've been so blessed to be graced by some of the finest minds in the high school game that the high school game has to offer. And again, all it teaches me is humility and that I still have so much that I need, <clears throat> that I need to learn to teach our kids. I agree, hundred percent. It it comes full circle. Yep, all all the time. You go. Well, I think I got it. Then, nope, you don't. And you don't. <laughs> you you realize very quickly unless you're willing to continue to learn, you will continue to lose and fill in lose with whatever blank you want. Um, there's no secret, Coach Wells, that you want to run the football and that you believe that running the football is the pathway to success in and out of the season where did that love of running the football come from man i don't know i don't even know if i can answer that one um way back in the day uh when i was still in florida we beat aquinas in seven on seven so we've had the ability to throw it before uh saint thomas aquinas i'm referring to um i i i don't know i I wish I could answer that question more deeply, but you're exactly right that I passionately believe in running the football. Um, it's not fancy. It's not pretty. I think that it's, you know what? I, I, I've, I've had the, the great fortune of coaching in four state championship games. And each time that I've coached in the state championship game, I felt so great for our kids because it's not something you can buy. It's not something you can get because you know other people. And that's how I feel about running the football. Um, not that you can't do it a different way. It's just what I know. Um, I feel like with running the football, it's something that you can have if you are willing to impose your will upon people. It's something you can have if you are willing to go crazy in the weight room, if you are willing to be an X and O savant, if you're willing to be all in with a love for one another. And I think that's probably where it came from. But I thank you because I don't know that I've ever been asked that question before, but I believe that is where it comes from. You know, it's always amazing to me because I get to see you a little bit, you know, during game week. 
And at some point, the light bulb always comes on for you. And it, it seems like you've got to figure it out how you're going to, how you're going to run it, what your plan is. And it seems like you just kind of relax, just me being the observer in the office. And uh, I'm interested in that. And, but I'm going to give you a choice here if you don't want to give away a secret. So okay. you can pick one or the other here. You can either tell the world your Deion Sanders thigh pad, knee pad, whatever that was story. <laughs> or you can tell us what's the one, two things that you really look for on film. Or if you're feeling a little froggy, you can tell us both. Uh, well, I, you know, I, I don't know how froggy I'm feeling, but I, I will tell you that um, I graduated from Florida State. Um, but the very first time I ever went on campus at Florida State, um, I have no idea, friend of a friend of a whatever, uh, we ended up in the locker room. And it's, you know, Coach Bowden, it's his program at that point. And we walked by Dion's locker. And I, I try to live a life of high standards and morals and values. But there was a thigh pad sitting there, just one, just one in Dion's locker. And I took it. <laughs> and uh, my entire, this is between my junior and senior year of high school. I didn't know I told you this story, by the way. Um, so I, for my entire senior year, uh, I had two thigh pads in, of course. And one was straight from Dion's locker. Um, and I I don't know. I, I feel kind of like we were talking before we came on here. Coach Duke, you tell your kids that they have a superpower. I believe that that singular thigh pad gave me some kind of superpower uh, because it came straight from Deion Sanders' locker. So if, if Deion ever hears that story, I apologize. I, I'm regretful for it. Um, but not really because, like I said, I believe it gave me superpowers. You should sign it and mail it back to him. He just—he always says, "I ain't hard to find." So it that's be right. That's a good point. I don't have it anymore. I have no clue where that thigh pad would be. Oh, so no. I, if it meant that much to me, I definitely should have hung on to it. But I—I I, I didn't do that. So my bad. Sorry, Dion. That, that's okay. Let, let's get back to uh, running the football a little bit. Um, somebody who uh, came to watch one of your games described it to me that there is motion shifts or trades with a purpose at times um i said okay tell me about it he goes well i don't know but i'd like to learn so i'm going to ask you motion shifts trades is it to create uh, eye problems for other high school players is it to create a purpose is it both or is it to just make it look good you know, I think that probably goes back into JR's question. It can both those questions connect a little bit. Uh, we do everything for a reason. Um, and that reason is never because we think it will look cool. Um, if you've watched us play, looking cool is probably the the furthest thing from our mind. Um we we do engage in a lot of shifts, trades, and motion. Um, and that goes back, like I said, to JR's question with regard to game planning. We're going to do absolutely anything we think we need to to try to move the football and be successful. Um, in the state, the, the round of eight, whatever that's called, in the quarterfinals, um, we threw for about 250 yards. So we're willing to to spin it now if we think that's what we need to to do to try to move the football. Um, 
So with regard to pre-snap movement, shifts, trades, motions, everything, um, we have a variety of them. And I feel like, and maybe it doesn't, but I feel like every single one of those things gives us a particular advantage in a given week against a given opponent. Um, that being said, you might not see all of those things when we're playing you. You probably won't see all of those things when we're playing you. You're going to see some of them, um, but it probably won't look the way that it did the week prior. So when you first came uh, from Rifle, I looked up Rifle. And yeah. then last night I looked it up again because yeah. we act like we're prepared for these podcasts, but we're pretty good at winging stuff. So I'm looking through it. And Rifle, it if nobody's looked it up, you need to. It, it's extremely picturesque. There's like lakes out there. There's mountains. Uh, it looked like there was rock climbing, snowmobiling. You've told me there's a lot of single track bike tracks out there. It yep. is just absolutely beautiful. And then I came across something that I'm sure you've been in. They say it's the number one most unique place to visit out there. What's the deal with the Ute Theater? Oh, the Ute Theater. Fantastic place. Yeah. Um, the, to be honest with you, the Ute Theater, before it was remodeled, when I lived in Florida and I went out to Colorado, my wife and I went out to Colorado to try to decide whether we were going to move there. Um, we went to see Aaron Brockovich, uh, the movie Aaron Brockovich in the Ute Theater. And it was there in that theater that we decided, you know what, let's go for it. Let's leave Fort Myers, Florida. Let's leave Southwest Florida and let's move to Western Colorado. Um, that, that was in the Ute Theater. But what a, a tremendous, tremendous facility, uh, community supported I think it was the last state championship game we played in. Um, it was about five hours from Rifle. It was in Pueblo. And they had a, a watch party in the Ute Theater. And th there were probably a couple hundred people that were there. Um, and it's one of those things where I'm so glad I didn't know that beforehand that they were going to do that because that just would have compounded the pressure. Um, so, again, wonderful people, wonderful place. I think it said that it was built in 1948, so way, way back. And it, it just showed the outside. It didn't show any of the inside pictures. I thought that might be a pretty good question to just kind of see. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's been remodeled. It, it, it used to be a, a little bit dilapidated, but since it's been remodeled, um, it, it's state-of-the-art with a fanciful bleacher system that expands and retracts. Um, pretty neat facility. Road trip, Coach Duke. That's right. Sounds like a good time to me. JR, two-minute drill time. I'm going to ask one, then JR, we're going to go rapid fire. We have five questions. They may get harder as they go, Coach. I, okay. I, I, I did have a look at JR's. He's very much excited about this section of the podcast. <laughs> Let's start off with this. Uh, I'll go real quick. Best pizza you've ever had, where? And what did you order? Um, I'm going to say Chicago deep dish pizza in Chicago, and I have no idea what it was called that we ordered, but they told us it would take an hour for it to cook, and we had nothing to do, so that's my answer. There you go, JR, you're up. What TV show would you want to be in? Downton Abbey. Wow, quick, JR. He didn't even hesitate. Oh. All right, fair. Here we go, Coach. The weirdest play call that you've ever had length words verbiage whatever it was but you were just like whatever it's there 
Well, I can't shake. We were tied 14-14 in the state championship game in 2014, as a matter of fact. And we had the ball on the half-yard line, on our own half-yard line, and I decided to throw vertical. Um, so I'm going to say that was the weirdest one because it didn't work out. Um, I still think it had an opportunity, um, but we took a shot. So that, that, that was on me. Great. If you had a parrot, what would you teach it to say? Love you. <laughs> Marvel or DC? Marvel. And who would be the character? Aquaman. What two things do you never leave the house without? Um, my keys in my backpack. I still carry in my backpack forever and always. I carry our playbook with us. Like at any given time, I'm ready to whip out the playbook for no, because I'm always afraid that somebody's going to take it or I'm going to lose it probably is more appropriate. So ridiculous. Rock, rap, or country? Rap. Old school rap or new school rap? Old school rap. Perfect. Give us one artist. What? Give us one artist. LL, ladies love Cool James. <laughs> What's your go-to board game? Uh, Settlers of Catan. Okay. All right, Coach, my last one. If you get it, I'm going to be thoroughly impressed. The State Bird of Colorado. I have no idea. I have, I have no idea. I had what to look it? The Lark Bunting. I had I, to look it up. I had no idea. I don't even know what that looks like. Me either. <laughs> Me either. Okay, last one I've got. If you have to pull off a museum heist, what three people are you taking with you? The three people. I'm going to take Jeremy O'Donnell because he's going to distract people. Um, and he's going to he's going to get himself arrested. But <laughs> it's going to be okay because he's going to make the coast clear for the rest of us. Um, I'm going to take Ryan Mackley because he's probably the smartest, most cool under pressure person I've ever known. And I'm going to take Roger Giard because of the exact same reasons. Good job, Coach. Rapid Fire is over. Now we're going to play the oldest game known to man, tag. You have to tag the next person to be on this podcast, but you have to actually physically know them. Like, And it, it, it can't be Dion's thigh pad either. You can't tag Dion. <laughs> <laughs> but uh if you were going to tag somebody to be on the podcast to sit in your chair rapid fire questions who would it be larry marsh 100 percent. he's probably 85 years old at this particular time um one of my favorite novels ever is the old man in the sea and when i think of larry marsh larry marsh is the old man in the sea as far as football is concerned very good fantastic very good. Well, we got about two minutes, Coach Wells. You got any questions for us? Any? No. How did what? Like how, how? What? What's the genesis of this? How? How did you guys get started? Oh gosh, um, COVID. COVID hit, and uh, Jr. and I were both had some extra time on our hands. So I said, Jr., let's start a podcast. He goes, We don't know anything about a podcast. I go, That's why it's perfect. Because <laughs> nothing. So the expectation is not there for anything. Uh, once we start it, now we're 39 episodes in with some incredible people from around the country uh, in all different facets of life. It's, it's been amazing. 
and uh, learned a lot with it. That's wonderful. It's been fun. That's that's for sure. We've met some entertaining people. We've heard stories about or stories about rodeo clowns, people what running naked in the desert. Uh, that was episode three or four. What was some other stuff? We had uh, Ian LaPerriere, assistant coach for the Philadelphia Flyers, on. Okay. Yeah, I learned what a Gordie Howe hat trick was. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it, that's a shame. He didn't know it was a goal and assist in a fight. But I didn't. Know. I had no idea. Didn't know that. I had no idea, but I like it. That's no who was the guy that wanted me to sing the Canadian national anthem in French? I can't even remember who that was. I'm like, that's not going to happen. I can't even speak <laughs> English. Like, that, that is not going to happen. JR, will, will you ever coach again? Oh, man. Football? Yeah. I miss it. I mean, okay. there's, there's no denying it. I miss it. I mean, it's uh, it's nice to me to have you in the office where I can draw some screwy stuff up and you kind of laugh at it, you know, or talk to you about it or Bill will call me and ask me some things. And I miss it a lot. I mean, okay. I, I do like the, the doing the AD stuff. I mean, it's fun going to all the other stuff, but uh, I miss football and baseball. That's, that's for darn sure. There's no denying it. Unbelievably skilled job of not answering the question. So would I? Yeah. How much you paying? Okay. Uh, that's so a, a firm maybe. A firm maybe, yeah. Okay, yeah. I got gotcha. you. Bill, how much you paying? Damon, how much you paying? Well, <laughs> anywhere nil. <laughs> nil. Nil opportunities here for you. <laughs> nice. Fantastic. Jr. I don't. I don't know about you, but I. I enjoyed it. It was a good time, and for the people in Norway that just like to hear Jr.'s voice, you're going to get another thirty minutes of it here pretty soon. JR, on the next episode, we got to talk about where we've been and what we've been doing. He's Simmons. I'm Duke. It's been Process Preparation Performance. We thank you, Coach Wells. God bless, folks. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.